Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time out when there's gaps in coverage. Every team needs a player that they can count on to help out. Aflac Supplemental Insurance can help close the gap between what health insurance covers and what it doesn't. When you're sick or injured, bills can rack up fast. Aflac pays cash that can be put towards medical expenses like co-pays or even non-medical expenses like groceries or rent. Get help with expenses that health insurance does not cover. Visit Affleck.com to learn more. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Happy National NFL Overreaction Day. Every season we do it, we read way too much into week one. And this year, the overreactions are probably less accurate than ever before because there was no preseason, no offseason workouts. The loudest one probably comes out of Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers falling to the Saints and new quarterback Tom Brady throwing a couple interceptions, a pick six. But you have to remember, it was his first game in a new system. Let's give him a chance before you hand the NFC South to the New Orleans Saints. And panic, no doubt, is setting in in places like Minnesota, Indianapolis, Cleveland, and I get it. They look bad, but I'm going to give them one more week. And then you have the positive side. Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Jr. The third, they look great. A continuation of last year. Aaron Rodgers was Aaron Rodgers. I couldn't help but think what Jordan Love must have been thinking on the sidelines, watching Aaron Rodgers put on a clinic. He's probably going, I'm not getting this job anytime soon. No, and they never should have drafted you. But you also had Kyler Murray. Believe the hype. Kyler Murray, my Cardinals, look good week one. And then you got my Dallas Cowboys last night against the Rams. Thought it was a bad call against Michael Gallup. and But hey, you know, the Rams did what they needed to do. Dallas got to win those games. Mike McCarthy, you're bringing him in for his play calling. You got to win those close games. But good start for the Rams. 
And it won't be long until we have a full slate of Week 2 games to overreact to. Got a couple of more games coming up tonight. Steelers-Giants, Titans-Broncos. The NBA is off. We have a Game 7, the Nuggets. That was one of those, oh, by the way, I text the Dan S. I said, um, oh, by the way, sorry to interrupt your NFL, but um, the Nuggets just forced a Game 7 with the Clippers. The uh, surprises yesterday... And look, I've already heard from Jacksonville fans. Yeah, I told you we're not tanking. We're not tanking. Okay. I didn't say the players would be tanking. The front office tanked because they chipped everybody out. I mean, it's not like Gardner Minshew is going to go, hey, I got a tank so we can get Trevor Lawrence and then I'm out of a job. Gardner Minshew played great. But question mark there with Phillip Rivers. That's a good Colts team. Can't be losing to Jacksonville. The Eagles, ooh, that could be trouble. And it may just be Carson Wentz, not the team. The Bears come back and beat Detroit. Washington ends up winning against the Eagles. Cardinals pick up a win against the Niners. And that's why it's week one, but it feels like it's almost the preseason. It's like watching college football right now. It feels like the preseason. But with the NFL... These obviously are big games, real games, whereas college football, you're kind of easing in playing an opponent. Um, Oh, speaking of college football, there was a lot reported over the weekend, and everything I saw, and these are different publications, everybody was uh, pretty much uh, handed the same kind of information that the Big Ten, now I'm I'm told the Big Ten, the presidents and chancellors are going to vote this afternoon. That's what I was told yesterday that they're going to vote this afternoon. They're trying to get nine votes. There is real, real tangible evidence and optimism here that they're going to be able to do these tests. They're going to get the, the rapid testing. And in, you're going to, not everybody in the Big Ten is going to play. But there is real optimism from what I heard yesterday to my source. And, and what's going to happen is they're going to try to get nine games, maybe eight games. And what they're going to try to do then is who passes the look test because you might not play enough games like the ACC or the SEC or big 12. And you're hoping that uh, the voters will look, or, you know, the selection committee will look at Ohio state or, and, or Wisconsin, if Wisconsin plays, and then they would put them in the final four. But that's what the hope is with the big 10 genuine optimism. And remember I told you October 10th, it was October 10th is the target date. But they waited another week. Now it's October 17th. Then you're going to have the 19th of December for your Big Ten title game. And then the next day is when the selection committee will have its final four. So this is as tight a window as they can have. But I'm told that you can expect Big Ten football. I don't know how many schools are going to play. It is going to be a contentious vote is what I was told. Because you have some people who have been in the medical community who are presidents at places like Michigan, Northwestern, and they're not, they're going to be voting against this. Uh, you know, you're, Michigan is probably not going to play. Michigan State's not going to play. Uh, Maryland, probably not going to play. But you're going to get Nebraska and Iowa, Purdue. You're going to get Indiana, Ohio State. I'm told that Wisconsin is sort of, uh, you know, while they want to play, I don't know if they're going to be able to play. So there's, there's a whole lot going on in the Big Ten, but what we might see is eight teams, nine teams that are going to be able to play. And are you going to be able to play 
how many games, but there's no bye weeks. It's going to be you know full speed ahead, straight ahead, play your games, hope for the best, and then maybe get one of the teams in the Final Four. That's what the goal is. I don't know what's going to happen with the other teams, the other schools. If you don't play, are you going to try to play in the spring? And that's going to be hard to do because how many teams are going to be there to play? And you're going to see a lot more players opting out uh, from what I'm told, certainly with the Pac-12. And, you know, the Big Ten was really worried that they were going to be losing players and losing, you know, that, that credit, that status of being and what they think is the best football conference in America, that they have to get back and they're planning on get back. And I was told that there would be a vote this afternoon. So there's been a lot of reporting on it, some great reporting on it. And uh, I, I don't want to take anything away from what they've been reporting because they reported it first. The only thing I was told is trying to put up enough of a resume. If you're Ohio State, that we can show the committee we're really good. And we deserve to be in the Final Four because the SEC is going to get started next weekend. And, oh, you know, these other schools, Big Ten's not going to start for, what, three more weeks? That's a long time. Yeah, Paul. I wonder if the big, I wonder what the structure of the Big Ten vote, if it happens later today, will it be the same structure as a month ago where 11 teams voted to not play, three voted to play, but they went as consensus, like the majority decided. If it goes the other way, Let's say it's 11-3 to play today. Do the three teams that don't want to play have to play? Because no. that was the rule. I know I'm being a little facetious here, but it is funny that uh, that will change. No, and I'm told you have to have nine votes. But I said, well, wait, there's 14 teams. Wouldn't eight be majority? And I was told yesterday, nine. I said, well, what if you don't want to play? Then you don't play. Michigan is not going to play, from what I'm told. Michigan State is not going to play, from what I'm told. But... You know, who plays and who doesn't? Maryland, I'm told, is not going to play. Rutgers probably not going to play. I know that Iowa and Nebraska and Ohio State, Indiana, Purdue, definitely playing. But after that, you know, that's where it gets interesting. But I really think it's going to be contentious with this vote and the number of schools that are going to play and those who are not going to play. And what's that signify, too? That's another thing I was told yesterday. If you're a recruit and the Big Ten's going to play football and all of a sudden Michigan doesn't play football, you're taking Michigan off the list. Michigan State's off the list. Like, you're just going to go, I, I want to go because I'm going to go play football. And if the other schools are going to play and you don't, it's going to have a ripple effect. It truly is. This program brought to you by LegalZoom. Visit LegalZoom.com today to take care of those things that you need to get done without having to leave your home. That's LegalZoom.com. We'll check in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll check in with the Cleveland Browns as well. I watched that game, and it felt like everybody, running game was great. Um, Now, granted, Baltimore is a lot better than Cleveland, but I don't understand the Baker Mayfield-Odell Beckham Jr. relationship. Because I don't, I don't know what's going on there. I felt like he tried to find him too much last year. Now, he did target him 10 times, but he had three catches. This, to me, is a running football team and should be a running football team. You've got two good running backs there. And their best receiver is probably Jarvis Landry. But the Cleveland Browns, who I think will make the playoffs, but give credit to Baltimore. Baltimore's done it again. 
Baltimore blows people out. Last three season openers, Baltimore, 144 points. The opposition, 19. First team in NFL history to win three consecutive season openers by at least 30 points. They blew out the Bills in 2018, the Dolphins in 2019, and the Browns, of course, yesterday. McLevin, what kind of poll question do you have for me today? Uh, okay, I have a bunch of NFL polls. Uh, by the way, it doesn't seem that they figured out Lamar Jackson in the offseason. I just wanted to throw that out. Well, I think <laughs> what I was told is keep an eye on the number of design runs for him, and are they going to reduce those? Whereas Cam Newton, keep an eye on the number of design runs that they do use him for. I looked at it as Josh McDaniels basically saying, hey, this is Tim Tebow in Denver when I was there as the head coach. And I think that's the way they're going to use him. It's like, Cam, come on in, showcase your talents. And yesterday he played well. All right, McLovin. Okay, which QB situation is most troublesome? Start totally negative. Sam Darnold, Jets. Baker Mayfield, Browns. I'm going to put Carson Wentz, Eagles on there. Now you tell me if these guys deserve on the poll. Phillip Rivers? With the Colts? I have concerns about Philip Rivers. I do. Jimmy G on the 49ers. Uh, you know where I stand on that. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Dolphins? They were uh, Twitter was ready to bench him for two at halftime. No, I, I mean, it's not. I didn't have great expectations for him. So I can't, you know, it's not like I go, oh my God, we got to bench Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Tyra Taylor had an off day for the Chargers. His, his job is just as a placeholder, and, and hopefully, you know, Justin Herbert can absorb enough where he gets to get a chance to play. But Tyrod Taylor's basically in there. Don't make any mistakes and don't do anything fancy. They're going to waste an elite defense. When this is all said and done, the Chargers could be wasting the opportunity with that great defense. Okay, lastly, Drew Brees did not have big numbers. Well, I got my questions about Drew as well. I mean, I, I look at the Saints offense and I think as as he goes, they're going to go. But the question is, how much is he going to be trying to push the envelope here? Get the ball to Kamara, let him in open field. Uh, I thought Tampa Bay did a really good job defensively. They wasted a great effort. They really did. So I wouldn't put Drew in there right now. Carson Wentz concerns me. There's injuries and he was great and he was horrible yesterday. Tale of uh, two halves there. That... Uh, Baker Baker Mayfield uh, concerns me because I, I you know you start to be less confident and his game was predicated on being confident and I don't see the confidence there um, and you know it's week one but I would say that there is genuine concern with Baker Mayfield and the Browns who else did you put on there uh, so Philip Rivers yeah you didn't say exactly why you were worried about him was it arm strength or just not knowing his age and you're in a new system and you didn't get to really work out with them. I, I mean, arm strength is going to be an issue there as well. You know, winning close games. That's what I want to know. I got, I got to see him win close games. Who else is in there? Um, okay. That's well, let, that's a negative. Let okay. me give you the good side. Okay. The MVP race is going to be crazy with Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, and now Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if I was going to ask, if you had to put a week's pay on who wins MVP. So Aaron Rodgers now back in the MVP oh, race. I like that. In, I don't know why you, everyone's like, he's like the 14th best quarterback in the NFL. Um, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, he was amazing yesterday. 
Well, I'm just looking at, and look, we make fun of the overreactors. I don't want to overreact. <laughs> I, I just didn't overreact to the demise of Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I think people thought, well, it's a foregone conclusion. All the things we've heard, well, not a great leader. Uh, you know, they want to be more of a running game, a running team. Uh, you know, they couldn't pass up on Jordan. And like all of these things, he has no weapons. All right. I understand that. But Aaron Rodgers it can still be the best quarterback in football at times. Absolutely. Um, I don't know how good those weapons are going to be. To me, it was, a, I guess, a bigger question, a referendum on the Vikings. Like the Vikings. You're letting him put a 40-burger on you at home? And you're supposed to have a really good defense. Kirk D. Cousins didn't do much. He did a little bit late, but that score was certainly not indicative of just how much better Green Bay was. But that was more about Minnesota, in my opinion, because I think they made the Packers look a whole lot better than they probably are. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, Packers, 32 carries, 160 yards, five yards a carry, and they're like four deep at the running back position. Yeah, and then Rodgers, you know, throwing four touchdown passes. Yeah, McLevin. Some people were saying Devontae Adams looks like maybe like the num- like number one receiver in the NFL kind of skill level right now. Well, I don't know of number one receiver, but he is a really good receiver. But he's going to have to be really cons- – he's going to have to be like Michael Thomas with the Saints. And, and De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins, by the way, had a nice little career day. <laughs> you get one day, you have your career day, it's the first day, and – That'll pretty much define that trade. Now it's over. Yeah, Arizona officially won that trade with the uh, Texans. Anything else, McLevin? Then we'll take a break. We'll check in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, okay, real quick. Who's a defensive player who you said wow about this yesterday? Oh, man. Aaron Donald, Alden Smith with the Cowboys, Shaq Barrett with the Bucks, Jamal Adams with the Seahawks. Uh, you might throw Jalen Ramsey on there with the Rams. I heard his name a lot anyway. And uh, Stephon Gilmore quietly... It was dominant again. Let me take a break because there are two players that really stood out defensively yesterday. Uh, We'll hear from Tom Brady coming up. Also, Bruce Arians did not mince words talking about Tom Brady. And I never heard Bill Belichick do that in a press conference where he calls out Tom Brady. But Bruce Arians basically said, Tom's got to play a whole lot better. And those interceptions were on him. And what was Jameis Winston thinking as he sees... Tom throw a pick six there, and he's on the uh, opposite sidelines. Do you cheer, or do you say, hey, I'm not the only one who throws pick sixes? Plus, you could probably yell across the field to Bruce Arians. Hey, you, you, you could have had me, even though he's third on the depth chart. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. 
BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Rick Stroud covers the Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times, and he's kind enough to join us from New Orleans. What were the expectations going into this game, Rick? I think they were high, Dan. I mean, you know, the problem is you come out of it um, with the debate is, like, who did Tom Brady remind you of which Bucks quarterback? Was it Trent Dilfer, <laughs> Benny Testaverde, Chris Sim? Like, you just didn't anticipate that, right? Um he didn't play well, and they didn't play well as a team, obviously, at times, but you, you just don't expect to pick sixes and, um, you know, another throw that got away from him over the middle to, to Mike Evans. And, and I think you come away saying, you know, this is going to be a difficult task. You knew that going in, but it might be harder than we even anticipated just because, you know, he, he seems to be caught in the middle. He didn't look like Tom Brady checking the ball down, getting it out of his hands quickly. Uh, and yet he also didn't really drive the ball down the field. He's sort of stuck there. 
Um, and, and I just I just think it's going to be a you know much harder process maybe even than, than he expected, especially with with no you know no preseason games, no training camp or uh, pre you know off season work and that kind of thing. What was Brady like post game? Well, he you know he was very. Uh, Somewhat Belichickian, you know, very patriot-like. He took the blame, you know, for everything, including coronavirus and uh, Hurricane <laughs> Sally or whatever is approaching. I mean, it was, you know, if nothing else, he's accountable. We know that, and uh, you know, he was he was sullen. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't happy with any anything they they did, and you know, I think the players, you know, he's been very upbeat, you know, in practice, very positive with guys. He's got nicknames for all of them: Scooter and you know, and juice and all this, and that's great. But they found out what, what the real Tom Brady is like when things aren't going well on the field. And I think practice is going to have a little different tenor to it this week than it, than it did before. But you have to temper the expectations, though, Rick. You're on the road against an established team, a team that people are looking at as a Super Bowl contender, that they didn't have many off-season acquisitions, and it is game one. Yes, it is game one, and you know we're in the, the overreaction Monday business. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to hype this up, Dan. We can't have nice things in Tampa. I keep telling you. You want to talk about the lightning? I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I've seen this movie, and it always ends badly. I mean, here's the thing: um, we expect it to be better. You know, the one thing they have going for them maybe is the schedule. I mean, they got Carolina, which has a new program, and Teddy Bridgewater, who was the other guy that would have signed if Brady didn't. Um, and then they, you know, they go to Denver, and then they, you know, after that, and then they've got, uh, you know, the Chargers at home. So, so maybe they can get, you know, in, in three weeks we're talking, and they're three and one, and right back in the division race. Um, but you just never want to put that kind of product. That, you know, I just think there were so many expectations and so much hype, and I'm wondering what Jameis Winston was thinking uh, as he's watching, you know, Brady throw a pick six going the other way, something he did seven times last year. Brady's only done it. 14 times in the regular season before yesterday. That was my next question. I was wondering what Jameis was thinking that, uh, hey, you know, maybe I'm not that bad. <laughs> it was a big, big ego boost for, for number two on the, <laughs> on the Saints on the sideline. I kept thinking, man, you, you know, here's the thing. It was so quiet. It's like you hear a jaw drop, right? I mean, in the building, you, you know, we were there, and you can't imagine between commercial breaks. I mean, the Saints just shut the, all the noise off. I mean, you, I heard conversations I don't think I was supposed to hear, but, but Jameis was probably the loudest cheerleader, you know, and I, I could recognize his, his booming voice. And uh, he had a really good time, and, and, and he probably came away from there thinking, you know, I'm not as bad a quarterback as even I thought I was. I mean, you know, I, I recognize the pressures from Donovan Smith, you know, the Matador blocking there, the, um, you know, different things. And, and so, yeah, it was, uh, you know, he's still number three on the Saints uh, depth chart. But, um, you know, it's it sort of – this was every Buck game we've watched for the last five years. And I think that's the – you know, that's sort of the takeaway. I was uh, surprised that Bruce Arians – you know, he just said Tom didn't play well and he talked about those two interceptions – Bill Belichick doesn't do that. And I don't know, how does Tom Brady take that from his head coach? This wasn't one of those in private, hey, let's talk. It was to the media. So is that who Bruce is going to be to Tom Brady this year? I think so. I mean, I, you know, Bruce has always been fairly, fairly forthright. I don't, I don't think he has, you know, um, 
I don't think he minces his words. And it will be interesting to see that because, you know, Belichick was always more team gauged. And, you know, although Brady took it on his shoulders too. But what, what were you going to say? I mean, you, you had two options. You could say, well, you know, we got to get, all get better, which is not, not Bruce's style. Um, but, you know, Bruce is of the, you know, tell them their football sucks and hug them up later, Bear Bryant, you know, type philosophy. And uh, win or lose, we booze, right? I mean, he's not going to let this wallow for very long he'll be he'll be upbeat today and um you know they did some good things i thought the defense you know at times if i'd have told you that you know michael thomas was going to have three catches and drew Brees is going to throw for 160 yards and alvin Kamara was going to rush for 12 uh or something like that you'd say well how you know how bad did the saints lose by and uh so there's some good things but it just wasn't just didn't happen on offense after that first drive and and bruce bruce is going to say you know the way it is and the quarterback didn't play well at times yeah and i was going to follow that up about the saints that they didn't play well and they ended up winning um right. but, you know when you start, when you look at the saints i mean they have all the ingredients there my big question is going to be drew Brees this year but what you saw how formidable will the saints or should they be well, I mean, look, Sean Payton's a, a tremendous play caller. He does some things that gives you problems. I mean, you know, the creative use of Taysom Hill, I think, is still an evolving part of their offense. Kamara is, is an absolute beast. You have to tackle really well, and I thought the Bucks did that. Not everybody's going to tackle as well as they did uh, yesterday. But as far as, like, getting the ball down the field, now if you make a coverage mistake like they did, you know, he's not going to miss those. Those are layups for him. And he got the ball down the field one time. But I – I'm, I'll be interested to see if, if, if defenses you don't challenge Drew, you know, to go over the top more, you know, to hold on to that thing and see if you can develop something down the field. Because I'm, I'm not sure where his arm is at at this point. He certainly, like most quarterbacks, don't want to get hit. Um, it's hard to get to him because it's coming out fast. But, um, look, they, they still have a ton of weapons over there. Michael Thomas is going to be, you know, catch more than three balls in many games. And um, I think the Saints are a good team. They're good on defense, too. Um, that's the thing that I think people have to realize is that their defense is going to keep them in a lot of games. Keep your head up, Rick. <laughs> well, I'm, I was wearing a mask because of coronavirus. Now I'm trying to stay away from being recognized by Tampa fans. You know, if they happen to be flying back home or something. But, uh, yeah, safe, that's just one game. safe travels, Rick. We appreciate it. We'll check in with you a little bit later on this season. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Rick Stroud covers the Buccaneers in the NFL for Tampa Bay Times. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Kyle Long, CBS Sports Network studio analyst, former Bears All-Pro lineman, joining us on behalf of Miller Lite Cantena, the only reception device on the market that's great tasting and serves up football straight to your living room. It's part beer, part digital antenna, to order, call 877-CANTENA and learn more at MillerLightCantenna.com. Kyle joins us now. Did you invent this? I did. I wish I did. <laughs> uh, I really wish I did. It's a great idea. How are you, partner? I'm good. How was it yesterday, uh, your studio debut yesterday on CBS Sports? It was a week one that I had never experienced before. It was something that was new to me. Uh, I didn't sweat as much, but I think I sh- <laughs> wish my hands were shaking just as much. It went well. Well, good. It's weird, though. Your body tells you that it's football season and you're not going out there to play. What was that feeling like that you should have been playing or normally you're playing football now? 
Well, the biggest, uh, the, dig- the biggest distinction is when I was playing Friday, Saturday morning, I could call my dad and say, all right, the hay's in the barn. All my prep is done. We're going to go kick their butt on Sunday and I'm going to be ready to play. When I got the studio gig, I find that things are changing by the minute in this business. <laughs> and folks like yourself are relying upon information at the drop of a hat. I was waiting to see if Lane Johnson was going to play, if he wasn't going to play. Uh, and then obviously we saw he didn't the abysmal Eagles opener. They have the Rams next week. So things like that are on my mind. The hay is never in the proverbial barn. But let me start with the the Bears and the Lions there. Can you be honest about Mitchell Trubisky as an analyst, whereas when you were blocking for him, if somebody asked you after the game and he played poorly, like, are you going to be honest about Mitchell Trubisky? Well, here's the deal. There's only a handful of quarterbacks in the league that can honestly have the entire game plan be put on their shoulders and they can just go out there and play. Russell Wilson being one of them, and you can name the other ones. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is a young quarterback. He's been asked to do a lot. He's seen a lot of change and turnover in the Bears. And I think that if they can continue to bring guys in defensively, take the pressure off him in that aspect, he can have this team in the playoffs. I really think he can. You saw them come back from 21 (laughs) yesterday. Uh, and we've seen it time and time again, slow start, but we got to start out. I say we, the bears have to get out of the gate faster with the running game and it'll take the pressure off of him. You see Jimmy Garoppolo in the Super Bowl last year, he led the league in explosive, uh, explosive play completion percentage. And that's a byproduct of the running game. I think it's a prime example of taking the pressure off a young quarterback and putting it onto the strengths of your team. Yeah. But at this stage of his career, we know we should know who Mitchell Trubisky is. Like, does he have a ceiling to be great, Kyle? You know, I don't know enough about the quarterback position. Uh, he's got a lot to prove this year. I will say that, though. You know, wait a minute. See, now you're now you went back and you became a Bears offensive lineman. He has, he has a lot to prove to me. He has a lot to prove to the NFC North, and he has a lot to prove to the NFL before they can put him in that elite conversation. <laughs> Come on, I, I, this. There's your, there's your bite right there. I, mean, <laughs> I think he's talented. I think he's a good leader. I think he's a good guy. But these are all these can be said about an, you know, dozens of quarterbacks in the NFL. Who are the skilled guys? And is Mitch going to emerge as one of those guys? Aaron Rodgers looks like he can still play the position. <laughs> I love a, a, a slighted chip on my shoulder, Aaron Rodgers. And you're going against Minnesota. That's a good defense. And you put up a 40 biscuit on him. That's pretty impressive. One of the few players you leave the, the bench area uh, while getting your wind, you leave the bench area to go to the sideline and watch him. That's one of the few guys in the league is, is Aaron Rodgers. And had I had the opportunity to see Lamar Jackson, I would have probably done the same thing. Uh, we were going to play the Kyle Long bench press game. And, uh, like, what you could bench now. What, are we doing Kyle now? Current status, it looks like he's down a few pounds. Mm, okay. Mm. All right. Okay, he's 31 years of age. One rep max. Uh, Fritzy, I'll start with you. I'm going to go 330. 330 for Kyle Long. Now, he's got long arms. Makes it tougher for a bench press guy. Uh, McLovin. 300. 300. Seton O'Connor. I'm going to go 320. Okay. Pauling? One rep, Kyle's going to go 380. 
381 reps that he could do it right now. Right today. And I think he's got a bench press right if there. Coach is telling me I have to do one rep. I'm going to put 10 pounds on the bar, get it done, and get to lunch early. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's say $10,000 is on the line. You got to do one rep right now. I'm going to go. Rep, I mean, I'm I don't go, even, hold I on. I couldn't even tell you. We lift with kilograms. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 375 for Kyle Long, one rep. I'll say 350, boys. That's where I'm at. That's 350. I'm at. All right. Who's the strongest member of the Long family? Strongest member of the Long family is Diane Long. <laughs> Your mom is. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah. But you're only 31, man. That's tough to walk away. Well, who knows? Maybe I'm just going to get an ice cream. Maybe I'll be back. Oh, there's, there's a possibility you're coming out. Oh, if the Bears look good, then you might come out of retirement. That's not what I said, DP. <laughs> Depends on how good I feel this offseason, this coming offseason. Oh, so there's a chance that you're open to coming back. Yeah, I think there's always the chance, uh, as long as you haven't had anything that's career-ending. I just had a lot of things compile over the last few years, and I haven't really had the time to get them all taken care of. So who knows? Maybe I get a year in the media side of things, and um, I get that itch again. But I'm really enjoying the media right now, and I really think there's no reason for me to – even venture down that path again. Best defensive player you blocked against was who? Well, there's three. Geno Atkins, Khalil Mack, and Fletcher Cox. What made Geno so Atkins great? was like trying to move a fire hydrant with <laughs> razor blades on it that moved at the speed of light. Fletcher Cox would just roll out of bed and kick your ass with a dip in. Um you know, these, these guys, and Khalil Mack, it speaks for himself. He can do anything. He's the strongest guy I've played with, one of the quickest guys I've played with, and one of the most cerebral football players I've played with. What about Aaron Donald? Never got to play directly across from oh, Aaron Donald. Okay. I played tackle when he was at defensive tackle. And then Thank uh, God. J.J. Watt? J.J.'s a great player, and he plays everywhere. He'll, he reminds me of what my dad was like, I would imagine. Um. Tell me about the Miller Lake Cantena that I, I'm curious to, about. So this is actually brilliant, and you did a great job introing this, but I'm a big Miller Lite guy, Miller Lite fan, and they have sent out these Miller Lite Cantenas. You can go to MillerLiteCantenna.com to obtain one of these bad boys. It comes with a little cable. You remember these? They just plug right into your old, and then you're, it's going to scan for a minute, and then you got TV and a beer. How about that? You're like the... Elon Musk of beer. I'm waiting to find out how I can, uh, you know, refabricate this can to figure out if I can make an electric car out of it one day. <laughs> well, it looks like you could put hot dogs on it, too. There are the antennas there with the Miller Lite. See, with our powers combined, who knows what Miller Lite is capable of. He's a talking, I was going to say a talking hairdo, but you don't have any hair, so you're just a talking head. Hey, this is a hairdo. I, are you are you bald like like that you don't have your dad's got great hair i'll tell you the story of how this happened because we were at the combine and i had the the cul-de-sac i'm a bald guy <laughs> like i'm i'm a typical 80s bald guy like i would have combed over all that so we go to the combine it's the first time i'm seen without a helmet and i know what i'm going to be on tv for the first time and i told my roommate i gotta shave my head like i have to commit to this because i'm not going to be the 22 year old guy that's out there completely bald, looking like a 40-year-old man. We did it, and I haven't turned back <laughs> since because it hasn't grown back since. It makes you look a little more intimidating. 
Aerodynamic is what I was going for. Yeah, but, you know, your dad's got great hair. He does. He does. And good on him. It looks great. <laughs> well, uh, good luck in the TV business. And uh, more importantly, good luck with the Cantena. Hey, thank you very much for having me. MillerLightCantena.com. Thank you, Kyle. All right, GP. That's uh, Kyle Long, the uh, former All-Pro offensive lineman with Chicago Bears. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. The Cleveland Browns, I thought, would at least be competitive. I think they're a playoff team, but they made the Baltimore Ravens look even better yesterday. Here is Baker Mayfield after yesterday's loss. Sometimes a wake-up call is pretty good for everybody. You know, a nice nice punch in the mouth, and that's how we should take it. We should, uh, you know, not dwell on it, realize that uh, we just got beat today. They, they played better than us, look at it and get better, move on, and uh, go play the Bengals. That's all we can do. And as I said last hour, I thought last season was the punch in the mouth that was going to prepare you for this season. Mary Kay Cabot, she gets to witness this up close and personal, the Browns beat writer for Cleveland.com and the Cleveland Plain Dealer, kind enough to join us. Mary Kay, how surprised were you yesterday with the result? You know, maybe not surprised with the loss. I really thought that the Browns were going to lose this game. What I was surprised about was just the comedy of errors, one after another, beginning with Baker Mayfield's interception on that first drive. It just snowballed from there, and they couldn't get it together. What are the expectations for this season? Well, you know, I set the bar at nine and seven, and I think a lot of fans probably, uh, you know, would agree with me on that. I think, you know, I mean, they, they've been just going over, you know, losing season after losing season. It's time to start winning. They've got enough talent. It's hard for me to look out there and see Odell, Jarvis, Austin Hooper, Jack Conklin, Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, and not have them win nine games. They need a winning season. Uh, you know, I probably set the bar a little bit too high but that's where I think it should be. Yeah, I, I have them as a playoff team and uh, maybe just getting in. And I don't know what the Steelers are going to be like. And the Bengals will be at least competitive. I mean, this game on Thursday night, this isn't a must-win situation yet, is it, Mary Kay, on Thursday for the Browns? You know, I don't want to say must win. I hate to uh, to use that too early. I like to reserve that for when you're just about to be eliminated from playoff contention. So I don't want to say that at this point, but I mean, the statistics bear it out. If you start out 0-2, uh, it's, it's really, really a long, hard road to make the playoffs. I mean, the percentages are very, very low. Also, it's a division game. You can't be letting the Bengals come into First Energy Stadium, even though there will only be 6,000 fans there. You can't let Joe Burrow come in here and beat Baker Mayfield. That can't happen. And you've already lost a divisional game to the Ravens, and now you got the Bengals on Thursday night. I, I love to watch Baker and Odell Beckham. And I, I thought that he acquiesced. He, he, he went to him too much last year. He was looking to him. He had 10 targets yesterday. He had three catches. But what do you think that relationship is like between those two when they step on a football field? Well, it's got to get better. I mean, these guys can't be going out there and only completing 30% of their targets. That cannot happen. Uh, and I don't know exactly what the solution is going to be. Uh, you know, they're not always going to run up against Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey. This was a really good defense. Uh, the one big huge takeaway from the game yesterday was the fact that this is a really great Baltimore Ravens team. They have gotten better. Lamar Jackson is a better passer than he was last year, and it's a very formidable defense. 
past. So Beckham's not always going to be getting beat up by Humphrey and Peters and those kind of guys. So I think they will get better together, and they have to. I think they need to be in double-digit touchdowns together, and if they can be, it means playoffs. Is Jarvis Landry their best wide receiver? Right now, yes. You know, Jarvis and, and Odell, Jarvis and Baker, they can connect. Now, it wasn't for a ton of yards. It only was for 60 yards yesterday. But at least those guys somehow find a way to connect. And I think it's probably because maybe Jarvis is a little bit more precise in his route running. You know, Odell's always been able to, to freelance, to do whatever he has to do uh, to get open and, uh, you know, to shake these guys off and to beat the double teams. And that's just not really the kind of offense this is. If we speak in a month, what do you think we're talking about? I think that we're talking about the Browns bouncing back from this horrible, horrendous opening week loss and uh, gathering some victories and kind of just staying in the thing. Good to visit with you, Mary Kay. As always, we appreciate your time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Mary Kay Cabot. She's the Browns beat writer for Cleveland.com and uh, the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Mike D'Antoni informed the Rockets that he would not be coming back. He mentioned this yesterday. I'd been told all along when they got back into the bubble, if they didn't go to the Western Conference Finals, that uh, he was not going to be back whether it was his choice or not. Uh, The move was expected by many, but it ends one of the more interesting coaching efforts in recent NBA history. Great regular season success, but they came up short in the playoffs. They twice lost to Golden State. This year, they fall to LeBron and the Lakers. And Mike D'Antoni's postseason fate feels a lot like those teams that lost to Michael Jordan. You know, He was a victim of history, losing to potentially all-time teams. You know, even when he was in Phoenix, uh, losing to the San Antonio Spurs. D'Antoni has been an innovator, and that scheme in Phoenix helped bring out an offensive revolution, when you think about it, because of their style and then the three-point shooting. He took that to the next level. He helped change the NBA, and he tried something even more radical this year with the small ball approach. And even though he didn't win a title... Several teams are going to be interested in Mike D'Antoni. He's 69 years of age, and maybe he doesn't win at all, but at the very least, your team is guaranteed at being interesting. There are reports that Philadelphia is interested in uh, Mike D'Antoni, that the Pacers would be interested. I don't know if New Orleans would be interested, but I'm guessing that he already had a job lined up. That's why he was leaving Houston. And is this a good job? I've seen that Ty Lue and maybe Sam Cassell, the former uh, Rockets uh, guard, uh, would be at the top of the list if you're going to bring him in. But, I, just, I mean, you're stuck with that offensive philosophy. Now, you want to add some size there, or do you want to have, you know, six, seven, and smaller? But you live by the three, you die by the three. And they died by the three again this year. And now you bring in Russell Westbrook, who... We can we can argue this. Maybe there is no argument. Just to have him, you know, alongside James Harden. Okay. He's not a good shooter. And you saw these defenses. And certainly in the postseason, when you're playing half court, if if you allow these guys to run up and down the floor, Houston's really good in the regular season. Exciting, interesting, dangerous. You get to the postseason, you don't get to run up and down. They shut, shut you down. They slow you down. And now they're saying, all right, run a, run a play. Run an offense here. 
And they were saying to Russell Westbrook, they may have been actually verbalizing this. Go ahead and shoot, Russ. They let him shoot. They gave him the Lonzo Ball treatment. And he kept shooting. When he's in transition, he's spectacular. But if you're going to make him you know, do set plays and uh, have him shoot, and you want him to shoot, you're going to take that. Yeah, Paul. You mentioned Mike D'Antoni for the Sixers job. The Sixers are full of tall guys who don't shoot threes and aren't ball handlers. Yeah. I mean, ben, ben Simmons is a ball handler, but not in the Steve Nash vein. It doesn't seem like the right mix at all with the current roster. His philosophy is pushing you know, the, the envelope on offense here. I don't know if he can come up with a different style or he can take his style and, and somehow have the 76ers adapt to it. I, I don't see that happening. I would think a young team would be fun for him. Uh, New Orleans would be a fun team. I don't know Indiana's personnel well enough. I, you know, you got Brogdon and Oladipo, Sabonis, uh, TJ Warren. You know, so maybe there's something there. I do think that he can make a, an average team better. I don't know if he can make a good team great or greater. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.